Hi everyone, welcome back to Astrology and You. I'm Alice. And I'm Maxine. Whether you're new here or you're coming back, we are so happy to have you. And this topic on Progressed Moon is going to be so fun. Yeah, we've been meaning to do this topic for a while. And this timing (laughs) was perfect because Maxine has just come out with a course all about the moon. And the Progressed Moon is part of the course. So I'll let you take it from there because I don't know it as well as you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Alice. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. So my course is called Mystical Moon and I am so lit up about it. If you love the moon, you will love this course. I teach you so much in it, but really it is so, it's going to be so, so fun. So basically I'll teach you everything you need to know about the moon in astrology with a spiritual perspective mm-hmm. and the astrology of the moon from like, you know, beginning to like super advanced topics. And, um, there's honestly something for everyone, but I'm just obsessed with the moon. I've done so much research into it. It was why I first got into astrology and it's totally the key that I always use in readings myself or it's just helped me so much in my own healing. So I'm really excited about it. And what's cool about your course is that it's not just about like the moon in your birth chart. Like I feel like everyone kind of has a basic understanding of that, but yours gets into like what we're going to talk about today, like secondary progress moon, um, lunar returns, like really fun niche stuff about the moon. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically it gets into that and it gets into like looking at how you can use the moon for self-healing, for feminine empowerment. Like I talk about the moon in your menstrual cycle or the moon in black moon Lilith, like really obscure things I feel like have so much value, but aren't as well known and not as practical. Like how do you actually use that? So Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot and we'll, I'll just put the link below. And if you actually want a discount um, for a limited time, I'm offering one. So if you go and enter Moon Magic at checkout, you'll get a discount for me. And and yeah, it's just, you know, if you have any questions about the course, you can always send me a DM on Instagram. I'd be happy to check and see if it's a good fit for you. I love that. I feel like your obsession <laughs> with the moon is equal to my obsession with Saturn. Yeah, I know. know. It's like, honestly, that's such a good comparison. I feel like most people can relate to that. There's always certain planets that when you start learning about them, you just become obsessed. Like I have so many books on the moon. It's wild. (laughs) And that's like how you find your niche as an astrologer. It's like first everyone starts out with just learning the basics. Like everyone's on the same level playing field. And then as you learn more, there will naturally be parts of astrology that pique your interest more than others. And that's really like why you become an expert. Like you're really good about the moon. I definitely don't, at this point, I probably don't know as much about the moon as you do because of how much (laughs) research you've done recently. Um, But I'm way more interested in like Saturn or other parts, like other timing techniques. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. So everyone, it's kind of cool when you do deep in astrology, maybe even if you're listening and there's certain episodes we've done that have piqued your interest more than others, like buy books on it, take courses, like dive into it. Because what I always find is those 
topics that you're interested in, it's not a coincidence. Like if you're really drawn to something, there's a reason for it. Like I've been so drawn to the moon and I've honestly done so much healing work through it and it's transformed how I live my daily life, like tracking mm-hmm. the moon and everything. And it's it's just cool because when you let yourself lean into those different areas, it just becomes something that you can't even imagine when you start out. Oh, I love that. Yes, definitely <laughs> pursue whatever your wherever your obsessions lie with yeah. astrology. Um, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, speaking of the moon, just like kind of going over a brief overview of what we're talking about today, um, yeah. we're going to be getting into the secondary progressed moon. So first, we're going to go over what is a progressed chart. It's a little different um, from a transit chart because transits are where the planets are in real time in the sky in relationship to your birth chart. So like everyone's experiencing Saturn mm-hmm. going through Aquarius right now, whereas a progress chart is very personal to just you in that it's like your unique birth chart progressed a certain amount of days the year you're born. Yes, exactly. So that's if you if you're interested in the timing of things or feelings or events, um, transits speak to that. That's the real time movement of the planets, like Alice said. And then, yeah, progressions is kind of this symbolic timing technique where basically it turns a day of your life into a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll get more into like what exactly it is, but just wanted to introduce that we're talking about the progressed moon, um, for this episode. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll have time for progressed sun or other (laughs) aspects of the chart. Yeah. And so this, this will be helpful, but honestly, if we got into everything, it would be lengthy hours. (laughs) So yeah, there's a ton Yeah, there's a ton you can um, research with the progress chart. Yes, exactly. Okay, so we will get into that more. But first, just to kind of give you guys an update. So we're recording this when it is still Pisces season. Um, Alice and I were talking about this prior. Do you want to? Oh, my God. I'm just like so glad it's almost over. Like I literally, the mutable sign seasons are so difficult for me because um, the sun I feel like because I'm a Leo rising and the sun is my chart ruler, it really, like, yeah. my mood is so dependent on what sign the sun is in. And, it, like, I feel it so much more than maybe someone else would. Um, but whenever it is Pisces season, the sun inevitably meets up with Neptune. Or if it's Sag season, Virgo season, or Gemini season, it squares or opposes Neptune. So there's always a point in these four mutable sign seasons where you just like completely lose your focus. <laughs> You're kind of really down on yourself. Or in my case, I just feel very sensitive and emotional and I'm comparing myself to other people and I just, there's no motivation to do anything. So yeah, the sun was in exact alignment with Neptune this past weekend so March like 12th, March 13th. So if anyone else was feeling like that, that's why. Yeah. Alice is like, you are not alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's just because Neptune is still in its slow, slow transit of Pisces. So yeah, other than that, like not a ton has gone on for Pisces season. I'm just still, I'm waiting for these eclipses to take place in late April, yes. May. I just, I'm ready for some changes. Mm-hmm. Um, things are moving way too slowly right now. <laughs> and well it's so true too because Pisces season is the last astrological season so every single year like yes January 1st is new year in a lot of places but or there are different times that the year begins but 
it's cool because in astrology, Aries season is the start of the astrological new year. And to me, that's why spring feels so fresh and it does feel like the new year. So Mm -hmm. Pisces season is kind of that clearing out and like it can be really helpful if you lean into the slower pace, but it's frustrating Mm -hmm. if you want to get things done. Yeah, it's I I mean, I know with astrology, I know what I should be focusing on, like slowing down, kind of resting and being happy that I have less work, but I'm so impatient that it's difficult to actually (laughs) do that. Yeah, yeah. And that's so true. It's such a good point. Like sometimes I'll know logically this transit is best for this, but then it's okay, you have to consciously work at meeting it there. Mm hmm. Yeah, so when you're listening to this episode, thankfully, it'll finally be airy season and you may notice mm-hmm. kind of a shift in your mood. Yeah, and it's such a shift because, again, like Pisces is very slow and watery and dreamy, imaginative. And then Aries is like, okay, now let's act on that. Let's do the thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, much more energetic. Um, I'm so excited, like beyond excited. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, we will get more into that in the next episode, too, with the astrology of April. Yes. Okay. So do you want to jump into progressions now? Yes. Okay. So for progressions, we're going to kind of start by backtracking. If you're totally new to what progressions are, um, we're going to start there. So like what are even progressions? And then we'll get into what does the progress move mean? Yes. Um, Let's do that first. So just like talking in general, what is a progress chart? I want to differentiate it from transits. I think Maxine, you did this a little earlier in the episode, but transits are where the planets currently are in the sky in relationship to your birth chart. So everyone's experiencing the same transits at the same time. It's just different depending on how that stacks up with your birth chart. Like everyone feels Saturn and Aquarius right now. But with the progress chart, it's like very uniquely personal to just you in that it's your unique birth chart advanced through time. And depending on like where the planets advance to and what aspects they make to your birth chart, like no one else is going through those same planet phases that are happening Mm -hmm. in your progress chart. Yes. And that's such an important thing to note, like just pausing to really take that in if you aren't familiar with progressions. It's not something where you can have this shared experience of, oh, Saturn's here in Aquarius for me. And this is how it shows up unique to my chart. But what about Saturn in Aquarius for you? No, it's not like that. You have to actually go on astro.com or astroseek or whatever and look up your natal chart with the progressions. And it will be totally unique to you. Yeah. Yeah, and with the progress chart, what it is, is it takes every day you've been alive and makes that day symbolic of a year. So like if you're 30 years old right now, your progress chart is what was happening 30 days after you were born. Mm -hmm. So each day gets magnified into events that'll go on in a year. So like, let's say you threw a tantrum when you were seven (laughs) days old and it was a super emotional day for you. Maybe when you're seven years old, that's a really emotionally difficult year for you where um, you go through a lot of change or you're not sure of your emotions. So it's kind of like holds that same symbolism that the seventh day you are alive holds. Yeah. And it's important to think of it not like that's such a great grounded example, Alice, because it's literally events that show up in your life like that or maybe taking a trip across town or meeting someone significant for the first time at a certain day when you're a baby than when you're that many years old rather than days old, like 21 years rather than 21 days old. 
a significant event might come up similar to when it was when you were a baby. Yeah, like going on a trip as a baby might translate, like going on a trip as a baby at three weeks old might translate to going abroad for the first time as a 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And also important to note with this, we're also talking about like the transits of that day that influenced it. So maybe the moon was in Gemini when you traveled, right? So that's about mm-hmm. travel. And then when we're looking at the progress chart, that would also be reflected in some way. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so basically one day of your life when you're a baby is equal to one year of your life. And this is kind of hard if you're listening. You're probably like just doing it for the first time. I know it's hard to wrap your head around, but really this is what astrology is based on, that symbolic kind of timing um, of the planets in relation to your life. And progressions just kind of take it one step further of that. Yeah, so based on that, like, if you're looking at the progress chart, everything moves pretty slowly. Like Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, (laughs) Saturn, Jupiter, they are not going to cover much ground because like at all, the average adult (laughs) will live like till their eighties or maybe their nineties at the oldest. Um, so that's only looking at like 90 days after you were born being covered throughout your whole life. Like it's doubtful that Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, Pluto are going to change signs in that time, much less like make any aspects to planets. Like they'll only move forward maybe like a degree or two throughout your entire life. So we're focusing on the progressed moon in this episode specifically because it moves the quickest. It The moon spends two and a half days in a sign or a house of your chart. So that translates to two and a half years, two to three years between that period um, in the progress chart. Yeah, and that's why it's such a cool tool to actually use because you'll get these two and a half year long periods with your progress moon in the same sign and house if you're using whole sign, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where it shows kind of your evolving, changing needs throughout your life and a lot more. But that's kind of the key of it. It's like during those two and a half periods when the moon is in Cancer in your seventh house, for example. Um, it will reflect the themes of those the sign and house really strongly. Yeah, not sure if we um, said this at the start, but always be looking at the progressions overlaid with your birth chart. So it's yeah. like, where are the planets in the progress chart in relationship to the birth chart, similar to how you would do with the transits? Mm-hmm. And why that is, is just because your birth chart, think of it as the root chart. You have to look at everything in relation to that because that's what brings meaning to you personally. Yeah. So you're overlaying that. And um, so if you want to like have that up while you're listening to this episode, yeah, that maybe could pause. honestly be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but seeing where the progress moon is moved to in relationship to your birth chart. So maybe you were born with a natal moon in the third house and now you're looking at the progress chart and the moon happens to be in your fifth house. So that's showing like how far along through your chart it's gone. Yeah, exactly. And I guess now, cause we've kind of like, we're there already just to kind of explain what the progressed moon can show up as in your chart, the different meanings. Um, I mentioned it's kind of about your changing and evolving needs throughout your life, like your emotional needs, especially with the moon, but it can show up in different ways. Yeah, like where it, what sign it happens to be in and what house of your chart it's activating for two and a half period really indicates like what needs nourishment in your life. Where are you learning to get the most emotional fulfillment? What is like emotionally fulfilling for you at that point in your life? Mm -hmm. Um, 
and how you're learning to nurture yourself through the activity symbolized by that sign in the house it's transiting through. Oh yeah, it has so it holds so much emotional lessons and emotional needs that you have or your focus for that time span of two and a half years. And it can be so it's it's really important to note your natal moon or the moon in your birth chart is always going to be significant for what you need emotionally. But maybe the progressed moon when it transits, um, like let's say you have natally an Aquarius moon. But then Mm -hmm. when the progressed moon is moved into Scorpio, maybe you really recognize that during that two and a half year period, you like you really need to feel deeply and do a lot of healing on your emotions. Like you have to kind of interact with those emotions in different ways. Yeah, it's like maybe that isn't a focus with your natal moon placement, but the progression will bring it up at some point in your life, like you just said. Exactly. Yep. And I just wanted to point out like, We've talked about how the progress moon is like a good timing technique for seeing when stuff might happen to you, but it's really not about like external events being caused in your life. Like nothing's Mm -hmm. like forcing you to do anything. The progress moon activating certain parts of your chart and houses and signs really is bringing um, certain parts of yourself to light at that from like during that period of your life. So it's you're made conscious of stuff you normally. aren't aware of yes and what I like to always say is like the progressed moon if you think of the moon full moon in the sky let's think you know it's illuminating and lighting up the sky and that's the same with the progressed moon for that two and a half years in that sign and house it's shining a light on those lessons that area those themes that you have to maybe pay attention to and then it's it's just like really compact with lessons specific to Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like this might be easier if we get into kind of examples of what yeah. it could mean with the progress moon through signs, houses, and then also like phases of the progress moon. Yes, let's let's jump into it. But I, one thing I did want to stress too, actually, is just that it's really important as we get talking about the progress moon that you do kind of really know your natal moon as well to be comparing, you know, so like I mentioned, Aquarius moon versus the progressed moon in Scorpio, you might notice that if they're kind of signs that, you know, would go about expressing emotions, let's say differently, it might be a little trickier when your progressed moon is there because you're picking up new ways of relating to lunar needs. Yeah. And there usually is like a kind of tough adjustment period when the moon first enters a new sign in a new house because you're really not used to maybe processing your emotions in that way yeah the whole first year I would say so yeah yeah (laughs) so like almost half the time it's in a sign in a house it's like oh how do I adjust to this and then by the end you're like I've got it yeah like a seasoned pro um okay so let's let's dive into first just looking at the progress moon in sign an element yeah, so everyone, like we, we like we stress all the time, everyone has all 12 signs in their house. And as the moon, the progressed moon moves through your chart, it's going to activate all 12 of those signs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes about 27 years, 27 to 28 years to get around the entirety of your birth chart because it takes the moon 28 days to go through all the signs. So in the progress chart, that translates to 28 years, 27, 28. Um, so... Where was I going with this? Okay, yeah. So um, as we said, it'll spend two and a half, around two and a half years in a specific sign. Um, And that's really going to taint how your 
processing your emotions for in a two and a half year period and maybe what's like important to you at that time. So for instance, if you have your progressed moon moving through Aquarius, Gemini or Libra, like just starting with the air signs, maybe that's a two and a half year period where you feel like you're making a ton of friends, you're forming new connections, you're a lot more social on the go, um, you're intaking new information, like all of those are going to be themes for that two to three year period in your life. Mm, yeah. And it's, I love that you brought that up, Alice, because it's not just emotions. It also speaks to almost your changing values, what you're going to put more important on, more importance on um, during that two and a half years. Also, like changing priorities. So it really does shift the focus for that. And it's, it's, you know, it's not something that I would say you feel every single day, but it's like that background noise of the two and a half years. And sometimes it's not to like those that, period's over and you're looking back maybe and you're like wow I was in hindsight like I was a lot more social for those two to three year two to three year period of my life than I am now Mm -hmm. yeah and that's true with so many of these longer transits in hindsight everything makes so much so much sense when you're in the thick of it it's kind of more difficult yeah and then if you have the progressed moon moving through like a fire sign um so Aries Leo or Sagittarius maybe that's a period um, for two to three years of your life where you kind of feel restless, you're craving new experiences, you kind of are feeling like more fiery, like I want to get things going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and kind of like wanting, just having more passion or more drive or impatience also I've noticed for myself Mm -hmm. with those. Just like nothing seems to be coming quick enough, that kind of thing, because your focus is really on action. It's kind of wanting to do this now and then think about it later. Yeah, like I have my my progress moons moving through Aries at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. It entered like four or five months ago, and it's there until I think twenty twenty four. So this two year period is bringing up Aries themes for me, and like I'm in that tough initial adjustment period, and I do feel very frustrated, impatient, like you just said. But maybe as that two year period continues to go on, I'll develop the more positive Aries traits of like, okay, I want to take an action on this. Um, it's time for me to be more of a leader. Mm, and also um what's kind of a cool example if you don't mind me sharing but like mm-hmm. because in your chart like we've talked about this on the podcast your mars which aries and mars like mars rules aries um mm-hmm. because it's in the 12th house and cancer and retrograde like it really the progressed moon being in aries might not be as comfortable for you because you're being asked to assert yourself more to stand up for yourself Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because of going back to the birth chart, it's always like yeah, reading the progressions exactly. in relationship to the birth chart. It's like, okay, I may not be comfortable with that just in general because of where Mars is placed in my birth chart. But as the moon moves through Aries and the progressions for two and a half years, I'm going to have to become more comfortable yeah. with those Mars-like traits. Yeah. And that's what's really cool. And that's when the progression progress moon when you start working with it as an opportunity um that's when it becomes so powerful mm-hmm. yeah so then to contrast like if you have your progress moon moving through water signs for two to three years um so, so cancer yeah <laughs> cancer scorpio and pisces that's that's an interesting one yeah so right now i have my progress moon moving through scorpio and it's such a focus on healing and your emotions and I would say un, like kind of in investigating old emotional habits or patterns or 
things that aren't serving me anymore (laughs) as a personal Mm -hmm. reflection there and seeing how I can move beyond that. Yeah, it's so much reflection that goes on. Also, you usually find yourself like alone a lot more. Um, And like, Mm -hmm. I just came out of a Pisces um, progression and I felt like it it was so literal for me, like Pisces and that it represents like mystical stuff. Um, Spirituality, like literally the start of that transit was the start of my career as an astrologer. And it also- Oh my gosh, yeah. Progressions through water signs, second or the moon going through the water sign also like opens you up to like having greater compassion for other people and being more sensitive and also developing like your emotional side too. Like maybe if you aren't someone that cries a lot, you may find during this two to three year period, you're crying a lot more or you just feel like so many more emotions come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, emotions and in your intuition, feeling like that's being strengthened a lot more, feeling like you can really sense things and trusting it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everyone will experience these differently, but if you have your progressed moon in a water sign or if you look back to see the years when you did, you might notice that there is that theme underlying it of, okay, how can I care for myself better? How can I be there for others in a way that, you know, feels good to me too and It's really also, I would say you're alone a lot more, but I've noticed you do develop deeper intimacy, like whether that's relationships that are romantic or like finding yourself in friendships that are really, like you know each other really, really well. So kind of quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All that stuff um, definitely came out with the Pisces progression. (laughs) Um, And then with like the earth sign, if you were progress moon moving through earth signs so Taurus Virgo Capricorn I feel like it's a lot more probably stable I'm thinking like back to the Mm -hmm. last one I had like Capricorn it was when I got like my first work experience like my first internships um yeah entering the working world for the first time so curious to see what will happen when it moves on to Taurus in a few years um but I just feel like ambition and goals and having structure becomes way more important yeah Absolutely. Like to echo that, I would say you're seeking security a lot more when that progression comes up and you're wanting to find ways to kind of create a plan and to chip away at it or work toward these longer goals. And so it's really productive. And it's so interesting, like um, just talking about all these phases or all these signs the progressed moon can move through, you usually start to feel it like a few months before it actually enters the next sign. So let's say maybe you have your progressed moon in Sagittarius right now. And in a couple months, you're noticing it'll move into Capricorn. You may start to already feel like, okay, like something's got to change with work. I need to get more Mm -hmm. serious about what I'm doing. Um, So it's really literal, the shift that happens when they, when the progressed moon enters a new sign. Yeah. And that's, I'm so happy you mentioned that. Yeah. Because you kind of have to notice where in the sign your progressed moon is. So if it's like we said at the start, like usually the first year that your progressed moon is in the sign, that's about the first half of the sign. It's that period of adjustment. And then when it's also leaving that sign in the last five degrees, I usually say, you might notice that you're already kind of really wrapping up those lessons of that sign and then you're coming into that new sign and house already yeah like the moon for the most part moves about a degree a a month sorry not a degree a year (laughs) a degree a month so it'll cover like about 12 degrees in that first year 12 in the second and then there's another half year to get through 
Exactly. Yeah. So definitely pay attention to that just as an addition if you do know a bit more astrology. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that was the progression <laughs> moving through the signs. Did you have anything to add to that before we kind of touch upon houses? Yeah. I think I just want to add one more thing. So when you're looking at your birth chart moon, notice what element it's in. So for example, I gave mine, I have um, a water moon. So does Alice. So when we have progressed moons moving through water signs, we might feel like an even deeper need to come home to yourself to kind of even more so figure out what it is that you want or what your emotional needs are. How can you care for yourself more? And that's partially because it's a water sign. But what I've noticed is even if you have your moon in a different element, like let's say an air moon, when your progress moon goes through an air sign, you're also going to kind of notice that there needs to just be more of a focus on you. Yeah, I was going to say like when my progress moon returned to Pisces, which is where my natal moon is, it helped me to develop the the potential of the Pisces yes. moon in my birth chart. Like I wasn't fully lean into maybe the more positive qualities of having a Pisces moon in general. Mm. And when the progress moon got there, I was kind of like forced to um, lean into more Pisces, like more, more of a Pisces, like lifestyle, I would say. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That is so beautiful. And maybe this would be a good time to talk about the progress lunar return. Yeah. I was going to say that exact same thing. Cause it's, I feel like that has a lot to do with it. Of yeah. why I felt that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically the progress, the progress lunar returns happens when you are 27 and four months old. Oh, I didn't know it was that exact. I just thought it was somewhere between 27, 28, but that's cool. Yeah, that's like the most most exact, but you feel it right when you are 27. That whole year of 27 is kind of about that. Yeah, and it can be difficult that year. That's why sometimes people were like mix up like, oh, they assume 27 is the Saturn return, but it's actually something different. It's this yes, progressed lunar yeah. return. Yeah. And both are challenging, but the progressed lunar return is really about like, how can I better take care of myself? How can I nurture myself better? It's really tapping into your lunar qualities. Like I just said, how I became, I leaned more into having a Pisces moon. It's like, how can you develop the traits of the moon sign in your birth chart? And that happens at age 27. Yes. And the moon is all about parenting yourself at that time. Mm -hmm. It's learning like, how can I care for yourself? How can I even do mundane things like putting yourself to bed at a normal time, making sure you're eating healthy, like all of those things. And I feel like that's what's so special about the progress lunar return being about a year before your Saturn return is it kind of cushions the harder things that you have to go through with your Saturn return. Like it makes you rewind, nurture and heal yourself. So you have that emotional well-being a little bit more at the front of your mind going into the Saturn return. Yeah, like I could not handle the Saturn return right now <laughs> if I did not have the lessons of the progressive <laughs> return. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Like it's just it's really beautiful how astrology has that helpful pattern. So if you're if you are 27 or nearing it, just noticing that will definitely be a great year to work on that inner work, that healing work. And the more you lean into that, the easier Saturn return will be. Yeah, it like ten the progress lunar return at age twenty seven also tends to bring up like patterns you've kept engaging in since childhood and how you want to rework that. So oftentimes it will be like a lot of reflection on like early home life, your relationship you have with your parents, how you may want to adjust certain parts of that or come to terms with like how you were raised or 
and like how you want to go about like your adult life differently than how you were brought up if that wasn't something you enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. Like looking at emotional conditioning, differentiating what are my beliefs versus what you grew up with in your family or society or whatever. So um, there's so much to unpack there. But I think Mm -hmm. if you are just mindful of working on coming kind of back to what's important to you and how you can care for yourself more during that time, it's really helpful. Yeah, like home and family life, there's such a huge emphasis on that part of your life when you're 27 with this progressed lunar return. And also like that could go for age 54 when you have that second um, lunar return happen. So if you're older listening to this, 54 might also bring up similar themes. Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. And yeah, and then for, so that's kind of the progressed lunar return as it's called. Um, And I would just just wanted to emphasize that that's kind of the whole about two and a half year period when your moon is in that sign. There'll be a specific month and day if you're curious to look it up, but um, it's it's that gradual progression. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like maybe it starts as early as like 26, um, but really intensifies, like you said, at 27 in four months. (laughs) it's so so hyper specific (laughs) love all the details yeah um but okay so let's let's move on to looking at kind of other parts of the of your progressed moon yeah so just going off of like when the progressed moon moves through certain signs it's also going to be moving through a specific house so Mm -hmm. I feel like the house it's currently going through in relationship to your birth chart is where you're putting maybe more action or energy into and themes of that house as well as the sign that rules that house are becoming important. Yeah, exactly. So like as an example, right now I mentioned that I'm having um, like my moon is in the sixth house, my progress moon. And so themes relating to getting like mental well-being, but also health and work and balancing things and being more efficient with my time, all of that is coming up for me. So um yeah, that's definitely been clear for me. Yeah, so it's not only like your progress moons in Scorpio, but it's also the sixth house activation too. So it's blending the meanings of those two things. Um, whereas like mine, I mentioned it's an Aries, so being more assertive, but like what area of life is that influencing? It's going through the ninth house of my chart. So teaching and writing and sharing my knowledge and also traveling, like those are kind of areas where I'm super focused on at the moment. Yeah, and that you will be for the next two and a half years because it just kind of happened, right? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, like, especially, I'm so interested in the progressed moon in relation to, like, career, making career progress. I feel like that's what I have been looking at the most through the lens of. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, when it goes through the second, sixth, or tenth, just as an example, like, expecting greater work developments to happen um, and having, like, career be especially busy at this time or there's something significant going on with changes at work. Yeah, like as such a literal thing, Alice and I were talking about prior to this, but when my progress moon is in my sixth house and I'm doing a whole entire course about the moon and it's something that actually it corresponds with when my progress moon moved into my sixth house that I started researching it, which is wild. Yeah, so you're, it's like informing work. Um, and I noticed like looking at celebrity charts, um, in preparation for this, cause we're going to get to a couple examples in a second, but like celebrities typically get famous or blow up in their career when the progressed moon is moving through their 10th house or over their mid heaven. It's like, it's crazy. Like every <laughs> single example, I was like, oh my God, their career 
really took off no matter what sign the progressive moon was in it took off when it was in the 10th house wow that's so cool yeah and it's so cool because the progressive moon really can be that literal Mm -hmm. um yeah but it did you I feel like I don't want to go over every single house because it's just like a lot. Um, we were we were just going to add to you guys if you if you want to. Obviously, we're already pretty far into the episode. We have more we want to talk on. But um, if you are curious about the house positions, you can note what house it is. And we do have an episode a, a ways back where if you're listening to those themes, you might notice that your emotions are more influenced by that area of life or you're noticing that that's a theme of focus for you during that progression yeah so I like mentioned the work houses but then also like maybe it's a relationship house or um the first house like focus on yourself or like your friendships or your home so yeah once you like have a good understanding of what each house of the chart means um just knowing that when the progress moon moves through those houses like Maxine says themes of that house are going to become much more prominent for a two to three year period Yeah, absolutely. And it's cool because the whole idea of astrology is that all areas of life are contained in the houses. So basically as like within that almost three decade long um, transit of the moon, the progress moon through all those houses, you're going to kind of workshop all those different areas. Yeah. And this is why when people are like, oh, this house is empty. It's like, no, it's not like never an empty house. Yeah. (laughs) Like the progress moon is going to move through that house eventually along with transits, which is a whole other thing. But like the progress moon is going to activate one, all of the houses of your chart um, in the first 27 years of your life. And then again, in the next 27 and then in the next 27. So you're going to get continual activations to every single house, no matter if there are planets in there or or there aren't. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. As an example, actually, of that. So Nick, my partner, has an empty, you could say, quote unquote, fifth house, um, which deals with romance. But like when we first met, his progressed moon was there. So that was supporting that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And like going back to like how my moon is currently transiting or not transiting, I keep like <laughs> mixing that term up, how my progress moon is currently moving through um, my ninth house. Like I don't have any plants in the ninth house, yet themes of teaching and writing and sharing knowledge are being activated for me. Yes. Oh, I love that. So if you are curious, if you're like, why is this house empty? It's never empty. There's always going to be something supporting you. Yeah. Okay, okay, so, so the, moving on, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say the next thing we wanted to cover before we get into a couple more in-depth examples is how there's particular phases, just like how there's a new moon every month and a full moon and a waxing and a waning. You're going to get those same phases in the progress chart. They're just going to be way more significant than just on a month-by-month basis with the new and full moons. This is like um, you're taking like a month, and narrowing it down to like a 27, 28 year period. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. So the progressed lunar phase that you are in, everyone, again, because progressions are so unique and individualized to your chart, anyone could be at any phase at any time. It's totally based on your birth chart and looking at the progressions. Um, It's technically based on the lunar phase you're born on, but if you look it up, you don't have to do that on your own. It'll calculate it for you. Yeah, so like if you're born close to a new moon, um, when you're around 
14, 15 years old, you're going to experience like the progressed full moon. And Mm -hmm. then 14 years later, which is equivalent to two weeks, which is like the lunar cycle of how long it takes to go from full moon back to new moon again. So 14 years in the progress chart, um, you're going to get a progressed new moon again. So it's like new moon, full moon, back to new moon. And that whole cycle takes around 27, 28 years. Yeah. And I know I love how specific I know you love how specific I am Alice (laughs) I was gonna say like so from new moon to new moon just because um because of the cycle it's exactly 29 and a half years like so once you have your progressed new moon and then have one again um yeah about 30 years almost yeah I guess that makes sense because it's not a lunar return it's like the the sun has also moved on so the moon is yeah meeting up with the sun and has okay yeah, that makes so much more sense. Okay, yeah, so correct. I'm, I stand corrected. It's 29 years <laughs> to get from new moon to new moon. No, but it is like around that same time. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's really cool to look to see what phase it is in. It kind of does require a little bit more knowledge of astrology. So we just wanted to stress before we get into this part, um, you know, it is more advanced. So if you're totally new to astrology, you might want to just kind of like come back to this or, um, or just, Mm -hmm. you know, let yourself know that you're learning as you listen. (laughs) But I love getting into more complicated stuff. So if you're ready, um, let's talk about the progress lunar phases. Cause I feel like these are so key, um, Mm -hmm. with like timing, like when stuff is really taking off in your life and when you go through decade long period of needing more rest or feeling Mm -hmm. like your career isn't really on the up and up. And that's all kind of based on what lunar phase the progress moon is currently in. Yeah. And if you don't look at progressions, if you don't know your progress moon, then you're missing out on this. Like you can look at your transits all day and usually it is reflected in your transits, but this adds this additional really helpful layer that can speak to how you're feeling emotionally or those bigger changes coming to life more. Yeah. Like two people could have the exact same Saturn transit going on or the same eclipses Mm -hmm. to their chart. Like they have the same exact chart set up, but one person's noticing it as like, whoa, I'm getting a ton of career growth. And the other person's like, well, I'm ending one career and closing out this part. So like, it's like, why is that different for these two different people? It's probably because of what lunar phase they're in, in their progressed moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so, so progress moons, hopefully by the end of this, you'll be like, wow, I want to look into it more. But basically the phase, just to kind of define like what it tells you, I think we kind of touched on this, mm-hmm. but it's this temporary phase that you're in and it kind of defines that chapter of your life. Yeah. So I'd say like the four key phases to look at if just to mm-hmm. bring it down to even more basics is the new moon phase in the progress chart. So when the moon and the sun meet up in the progressions um the first quarter so when the moon is exactly like 90 degrees from the sun um the opposition which is the full moon so when the moon is opposite the progressed sun and then the third quarter waning which is when it's again 90 degrees away from the sun but coming back to it Mm -hmm. yeah and so it just to kind of Looking at those phases, if you look up where your sun and moon are and you notice what phase you're in, um, obviously the new and full moons are a little easier when you're starting out to identify because like new moon, the sun and moon are right next to each other Mm -hmm. or full moon, the opposite. So even just starting there, but these four phases can really kind of help you navigate where you're at 
in these larger like this larger cycle of life yeah so let's give examples maybe (laughs) yeah so I was gonna note that like people tend to start major new life chapters when there's a progressed new moon um and I'll get into examples in a sec but just like another personal example like I left my career in fashion to become an astrologer at a progressed new moon so it's often like yeah, so if you see a progressed new moon coming up in your life, um, kind of in the next couple years, because usually you can feel it a few years out, um, or you recently just had one, maybe reflect on like how you're closing out one chapter of your life to start a completely different one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, as another per- personal example of when I had my progressed new moon, because it was so long ago that was back in 2009 when I had mine. But I was thinking (laughs) back, like, what did I start then? And that was when I knew I wanted to do something with teaching in some capacity. Like, I love Mm. to teach. And it's wild because I'm almost now at my, about like 15 years later, like at my um, progressed full moon. So when the new and full moon or the the full, oh my gosh, (laughs) when the (laughs) sun and moon and the progressed chart are opposite, And now, I mean, I couldn't have known back then that I'd be an astrologer, but I'm teaching and I love to teach about astrology. So it's kind of cool that there is something Mm -hmm. when you look back to that new moon that started and it might not always be something that you know where it will end up. And that's the key thing. And similar to like how right after a new moon every month, the moon isn't really visible in the sky or like barely visible for a few days. It's usually a few years after that new moon takes place. You're not you've had this new start, but you're not really getting a ton of traction with anything yet. And then it's usually around the first quarter when the progressed moon moves into a square with the progressed sun that you start to notice things are really picking up, like your career, things are happening, you're making more money, you're getting more attention, or like there's a lot of activity going on in your personal life um, and things are just busier. And that usually carries through to the full moon and the full moon and the progressed chart. Um, like Maxine says, like it, that between the new and the full moon takes 15 years or so. Um, that's usually a period where kind of like you're at the height of whatever you've started mm-hmm. 14, 15 years prior at the new moon. Like you're seeing results from that, like how you're seeing results with your desire to teach back in 2009 when you were a kid. Now you're like coming full circle yeah. and launching a course. Um, and no, I love that. Yeah. And so the full moon is often like when you're getting the most public attention or in the spotlight the most and things are really happening at that time. It's like kind of the peak years. Um, yeah. And I was going to add to that too. I feel like it really a keyword for the f- progressive full moon is manifestation because it's this time where you do see the results of what you have begun about like 14, 15 years ago. And sometimes that's super visible sometimes it's less so but it always does like have that root going back that many years in some sense Mm -hmm. and sometimes that can be really positive if you really work towards something put in a lot of effort and like didn't see a lot of results from it for me personally when I was teaching I mean it wasn't when I was teaching little kids it just wasn't I knew it wasn't it Mm -hmm. you know like it was somehow unsatisfying to me or I like wanted more and I just still didn't know what it was. And then as I got closer with my progressed moon to that full moon, it made me get even closer to what I wanted. And it kind of, Mm -hmm. 
I saw more results of what I actually wanted. Yeah. So that whole new moon to full moon is like building upon something and seeing growth, seeing activity, seeing things come together. And then once that full moon starts, the moon enters its waning phase. And you may not notice kind of like um, activity decreasing after the full moon. You may not notice that for a few years after the full moon has happened. Um, But once we get to like, yeah, yeah, once we get to like the third quarter lunar phase where it's kind of coming back into that there's usually like seven years to go before it's a new moon again. That might just be like a slower time with career or um, a slower time in your life in general where you just want to be alone more or there's not as much activity happening and you're kind of closing out one phase and preparing to start another. And that new phase usually is not clear until that next new moon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And what is wild is I always look at progressions, the progress moon in um, client charts when I give readings. And so often people who are like, oh, I, I don't know why I just felt like drawn to learn more about myself, go within, like get a reading. They always are just in the dark of the moon right before the, the new moon. Like it's wild because you are seeking like more spiritual growth, wanting mm-hmm. to go within yourself. So like that third quarter, especially though, like right before the new moon. I've, I've had so many people like it's so many people come to reading for the first time ever and have a, just about to have that new progressed moon. That's so yeah, that's such a good point to make. I was going to say the complete opposite in the people who are in their four, <laughs> first quarter phase of the moon cycle nearing the full moon. Like I'm love tracking influencers charts on social media it's like I looked at four or five last night and they were all in the first quarter to full moon phase where you're being seen more you're like way more dealing with Mm -hmm. the public and it's like that's when you're more focused on like outward growth rather than going within and deciding what your next steps are Mm, and that totally tracks for me too because when I had my first quarter to full moon which I'm in right now that was finally at the start of it when I was like okay I need to I need to let myself be seen and put myself out there more and not care so much what people think Mm -hmm. yeah so it's interesting to see um if you just pay attention to those four key phases obviously there's some that come in between but like the new moon the full moon and then the first quarter and the third quarter seeing how major shifts tend to happen around those times in the progress chart. Yeah. And I mean, obviously there's so much more we could get into, but I think that's, that's so key. And like, as a really cool example, um, Alice, I know you have some cool examples too, but just looking at that phase of the full moon being this peak time where you're in the spotlight, I was looking up Dwayne Johnson's chart Mm -hmm. and his progressed moon and the year that that he actually began to be a pro wrestler and he had his debut that was on the lead up to the full moon progress Mm -hmm. moon and then he was there for a while and then as it started to go from full moon disseminating to like like moving toward new moon again basically he he just wasn't wanting to be a pro wrestler anymore and he decided like oh that's not fulfilling me I want to move in a different direction and he created like this 12-year plan that in 12 years he would like be a movie star and he did that and it just all tracks and that's with the progress literally (laughs) 12 years is like when it would be like almost the next full moon that's crazy it's so cool his intuition like knew that oh my god I love that 
Um, my example was Mark Zuckerberg uh, from Facebook, uh, just because he launched Facebook right after a new moon in Gemini took place in his progress chart. So the sun and moon had met up in Gemini, entering a huge new phase. This was actually a few years before he launched Facebook, but that new moon taking place in Gemini was a lot like that so speaks to like creating something mm-hmm. that has to do with the sharing of information and connecting with people, all those things Gemini stands for. Um, so it could be interesting to pay attention to like what signs these are taking place in as well. But then, so he launched Facebook in as he built up to the first quarter moon phase. So again, like growing in something, um, building something, getting more attention. And then when it was still in that first quarter moon phase, the progress moon entered his 10th house. Um, and it also moved on to the 11th house shortly after where his mid heaven is located. So that entire time, the progress moon was in his 10th house and then his midheaven. That was like Facebook's biggest years, like 2006, 2007, 08, 09, finished up in 10. Um, and so like you could really see how literal it is, like the progress moon moving through the yeah. 10th house, having public attention, having major career developments happen. When it was on his midheaven line, a movie was developed about his life, The Social Network. <laughs> and then when the progress moon reached its full moon phase when it was the progress moon moved to Sagittarius and that's his rising sign so it was on his ascendant opposite the progress sun in Gemini so it's full moon moon is opposite the sun that's when he announced that like Facebook had a billion users on its platform kind of like peak of what he had started in the um lead up to the first quarter moon over a decade earlier wow so yeah, yeah, that just shows like the phases it'll go through. <laughs> like it's like you start something, it builds, it builds, it builds. And then like honestly, since 2013 when this progressed full moon, like I, I feel like I haven't heard of him doing a ton. You know, he hasn't mm. been like I feel like he was so talked about in like the early 2002 in the 2010s, like that 08 to 12, 13 period. And then I mean, yeah, he's still in the public eye, but I just feel like not as much since it's Mm. reached that peak full moon in 2013. And now he's been in the waning moon cycle for almost a decade now. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, that as he's moving away from that project, maybe similarly, like the waning phase, you always kind of see what isn't working, what doesn't feel quite fulfilling or what you want to change or literally rebranding. And he changed Facebook's name. Yeah. So I think he'll have a progress new moon again in about probably like seven to I feel like yeah probably about six or seven years from now so it'll be interesting to see maybe maybe he'll announce a major career pivot at that point or launch something completely new in the years that follow that yeah that's just such an example of how you can track the progressions in someone's chart with the moon and just see how how literal it is, how you can actually see how that's manifesting in their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my other example was similar. Um, I chose the writer and the author, Glennon Doyle, who had the big book that came out the other year called Untamed, which sold like millions of copies. So I was like, okay, what was happening in her progress chart (laughs) for her to suddenly publish a book that sold that many copies and got that talked about by everyone? Like everyone's read that book, I feel like. So I was looking at her progression. She started her blog in 2009. Um, This was on a waning moon phase in the progress chart. So it was kind of a few years before. It was about seven years out from being a new moon again. Um, 
but the moon had entered her sixth house in Aquarius in her chart. Um, so she kind of went from being a stay at home mom to wanting to focus on work and starting a blog and being, um, really regular about posting on there. very six house themes of like work routine becoming more of a focus at that time in Aquarius. Confirm. <laughs> yeah. Like Aquarius sharing information, building an audience through that blog. Then she published her first memoir, um, which took writing from that blog in 2013. This is still um, a waning moon phase. So maybe that's why that first memoir did not get as much attention as her third book, Untamed Dead. Um, but this was significant because the moon, progressed moon was an Aries at this point, And she's an Aries sun. So we didn't, mm-hmm. we haven't talked about this. We're not going to go into it super um, or like a ton, but when the progressed moon is in this same sign as like your sun, more significant events tend to happen. Like um, there's so much we could talk about. Yeah, there's the too much. <laughs> this would be like, like five hour episode. <laughs> um, but then I wanted to move on. So 2016, her second memoir <laughs> comes out. And this one is right at a progressed new moon phase. Progressed new moon in Taurus, her ninth house of publishing and writing. So that one was super literal. Uh, but also at that same time, she divorces her husband and goes to have a new partner with a woman. So that's a major lifestyle change. Like she's leaving behind her marriage of like probably, I think that marriage was like over a decade. Um, they had kids together and then wants to start this whole new life and new chapter with a different like sexual identity. Um, and so that's really representative of having a progressed new moon, like huge new life shift like that happening. Yeah, and also the bravery that can come with a progressed new moon. Like that cannot be – I just feel like there are big identity shifts that can happen with progressed new moons or clarity of where you really want to go or kind of learning that you need to really do that thing for yourself that you've been wanting to do for so long. So that can kind of help it manifest. It's a huge personality shift like from personal experience. Like when I went through that progressed new moon, I was just like parts – myself, I had I – had, never been interested in yeah. astrology before for instance and like that became that's become my identity since that progressed new moon <laughs> yeah. so I can only imagine like what she was going through when she had this progressed new moon um kind of starting a huge new phase in her life and then finally untamed came out in 2020 when the progressed moon is nearing its first quarter phase so you're building upon something you're getting traction and it had hit her 11th house of her chart. And the 11th is, yeah, it's about friendships and groups, but it's also about community and like having people back you and support you and building an audience. So it definitely makes sense why there was so much like positive reception to this book. And like so many people were talking about it because the progress moon was activating the 11th house in a waxing phase of like, um, I don't know, like getting people receptive to her what she's published and and just I know I I follow her on Instagram and she's just yeah she just already she's so good at making people feel like they belong or like building community so it's cool to see how when her progressed moon got to the the 11th house which has to do with community that naturally like she must already have a good relationship to that house in her chart where it was like just took off yeah I feel like she probably gained so many followers um since 2020 in the publishing of that book like I bet it skyrocketed and that was literally when the progress moon entered the 11th house so So cool I love that 
So just to give a little prediction, I think she'll have something else. I think she'll have something else come out around 2025 or 2026 when the progressed moon reaches Virgo, which is her rising sign. Ooh, that would be such good timing for it. Yeah. And eclipses. Okay. Eclipses are in Virgo that year too. So yeah, I just noticed that as well. <laughs> Alice, love that. Yeah. Um, so those were our examples we have. And um, I guess in retrospect, I should have lingered a bit more on mine, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can kind of get the idea. Basically, when you do chart the progressed moon, even with the this intro to the progressed moon that we gave you, it can just help you to see where you're at and also to not put too much stress on yourself when you notice that you're maybe like in that phase close to a new moon waning where you're just you know it it feels like you might be floundering a little bit or unclear but knowing that when you're trusting yourself it will eventually like you don't stay there forever yeah because it's like what usually right before there's a new moon it's like you're kind of everywhere you're like what what do I need to be directing my energy towards I don't really know what I need to be doing right now um so yeah it's helpful to know when you're in that phase of life and when it might transition to something else Mm -hmm. yeah and also it can help to kind of almost to confirm when you feel ready to put yourself out there more that it is the time like now now or never like go do the thing you know Mm -hmm. and I, I feel like it's helpful when you see it not as limiting but to see how it can support you and support you to kind of lean into areas of your life that maybe you I don't know have been avoiding or maybe that's really where your heart is and what you need right now and the progress moon can reflect that and help you to just align more and feel more fulfilled and all that yeah so definitely take a look at that um on astro.com or astroseek just go to like secondary progressions um always overlay with birth chart and it's so telling of everything you just said maxine like where yeah. you kind of should be focusing your energy um for yeah. a two-year period yeah and if you do want to learn more about the progress moon just like a shameless plug here <laughs> i do have that discount code moon magic i will link it in the show notes for you and you can check out the actual page for more details the link to it and yeah just if you love the moon you will love this course we get into so much the progress moon super in detail and everything else but obviously so much more too <laughs> Yeah, progress moon would be part of it, which could be helpful if this was way over your head. Yeah, <laughs> everything is so much easier with visuals too, and and everything builds on one another. So mm-hmm. so anyway, I'll put the link again below if you're interested in that. And if you have any questions, feel free to please send me a DM on Instagram, and I'd love to see if it's a good fit for you. Yeah, and also if you're like again we still have our other courses going on um mastering your birth chart and applying transit so if you're really interested if you're doing a deep dive into understanding your birth chart just your personality and kind of your life path definitely get mastering birth charts and then applying transits if you're wanting to learn more predictive techniques with astrology yes exactly and so everything builds upon each other so wherever you feel like you need to dive into um Just astrology can be so, so life-changing when you really work with it. Yes. (laughs) That's a great note to end on. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed this intro to progressions with the progressed moon. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. See you guys next week. Bye.